Hello and welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. I'm Heidi Mark, coach and biggest cheerleader for successful but secretly overwhelmed women. As well as weekly episodes here on the podcast, you can find out more about what I offer by going to heidimark.co.uk. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelmers Optional Podcast with me, Heidi Mark, the gentle rebel coach, gentle rebellion, because we need to rebel against all of this pushing on through overwhelm and exhaustion rubbish and postponing happiness and ease till when? The end of your to-do list? That doesn't exist, so that's a load of nonsense. Burnout is unnecessary. Let's just stop with this madness. And let's take better care of ourselves and each other. So this week is self-care, the gentle rebel way. So if we go back to basics with the gentle rebellion. So if you're new, if this is the first time you've listened, this is perfect time to listen because I'm going to just quickly recap what the gentle rebellion is. And if you are used to listening, whether you're new or whether you're always here, thank you so much for being here. Really, really appreciate it. And if you're used to being here, then this is just going to join things together even more, I hope. So we're going to apply what you know um, and apply it to self-care. So self-care, the gentle rebel way. So the gentle rebel commits to herself first, to living her life her way. (laughs) Straight away, if what comes up is, well, that's really selfish. You can't put yourself first. Let's just turn that around. When we, if, if everybody in the world, imagine a world where everybody committed to themselves first, to looking after themselves, to having really strong boundaries, to being themselves, to being authentic, to loving and accepting themselves, the world would change for the better. It's not selfish. It's a basic, basic thing. When we take care of ourselves, we can take care of each other. When we can take care of ourselves, we can ask for what we need and we can stop doing things that are actually really bad for us. It doesn't mean everything would suddenly be perfect. It just means things would be better, would be easier because it's much easier to be in a relationship with somebody who loves themselves because you're not having to try and second guess whether they really want to do that. They really want to even eat that. You know, if you if you if you're going to cook with your partner and you think, do they really want that? I don't know. And these are small things, aren't they? Whether we choose to eat what we really want with somebody else or whether we choose to just let it go because it's easier. Sometimes that's because we're coming from a place where actually we really don't mind. And other times it comes from a place where we're like, yeah, I really don't want to go to that restaurant, but I'm not in the mood for an argument. So it's really worth tuning in and listening to what's going on for ourselves in our interactions with each other, because that mirrors back to us how good we are at just saying, actually, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I really want right now. It doesn't mean we always want to be going around going, well, I want this, so I'm not compromising. You know, that's not what I mean. I mean that when we love ourselves and accept ourselves, we are easier on ourselves. We are kinder to ourselves. We are more focused on what's important to us. It's easier for us to live on purpose and to feel connected to what's important to us and and what our purpose is, what we really want to be doing at this season in our lives. 
it's just easier because it's not so fuzzy and messed up and we're not trying to second guess ourselves we're not trying to second guess other people when we build that level of trust with ourselves i know myself i trust myself i love myself i know what matters to me i know what i need to do to take care of myself everything comes from that place it's easier it's just less messy so a gentle rebel commits to herself first, to living her life her way. Why is that a rebellion? Well, it's not really what you're told to do, is it? <laughs> you're supposed to follow certain rules. Most of them are actually unwritten rules about behaviour and about, I don't know, just doing the sensible thing, the rational thing. It's It's got a lot to do with um, saying no to things which aren't meant for you and yes to things that really light you up. So I'm thinking in terms of the body with saying no to things not meant for you. If I think of the times in my life when I've managed to get exhausted and sick and then I'm grumpy and I'm not really functioning properly and that's when I'm meanest to people, that's because I've crossed boundaries and not listened to my, listened to my body. So that's doing things that really I just weren't right for me, like going to work when I'm sick or um, taking some time off and then to, to be ill but then actually working and feeling guilty and, and not really looking after myself so they they are things that just aren't right for me you know staying in jobs longer than it was really energizing me that it when I knew it was toxic for me personally it wasn't the right place to be but staying because I didn't dare listen to my body or for example, when I did my, if you've listened to my story before about running a half marathon and pushing myself to finish it, even though I was injured and then that injury staying with me for a decade. And much smaller things like eating food that I know really makes me feel ill or off because, I don't know, because I'm feeling lazy or I can't be bothered to listen or I it's just easier because of the circumstance. These are big and little things. When we when we say when we're able to say no kindly and gently, gently but firmly, no, that's not for me. But this is. This is for me. It it leaves more space. It it allows us to be uh clearer and more energized, more focused, more purposeful. And then saying yes to what really lights you up. I think I think of that as a real heart-centered thing of of ooh, but what would make me sing? What would what would make my heart sing? What would just delight me? What would be just really delicious to do instead of whatever I've got fed up with drudging the same thing? What would light me up? So this is how the this is the gentle rebellion. It is it is taking a stance for yourself, but gently. Because I don't know about you, but when I, in the past, when I've got very pu felt pushed up against a wall in terms of I'm not really able to look after myself with the expectations that are being put on me. It's too much. It's just not working for me. I've tended to get feisty and shouty. I've tended to feel like I've nobody's listening because I haven't felt able to because I haven't felt I had any power or choice. I tend to get feisty. I either get feisty or I withdraw or a bit of both but I'm not I'm not I haven't in those circumstances wasn't able to I didn't yet know how to and this is the gentle rebellion is knowing how to rebel against those societal expectations those cultural expectations of achieving the impossible this is mainly within work if you think about 
when you're in a work situation where you you have too much to do it's impossible but you're still expected and pressured to achieve it and you're working really hard and you're also taking on things for other people and it's exhausting you it's really not good for you but because you think it's temporary or it's it has to be done you don't have any you don't feel like you have any choice for whatever reason you tend to push yourself being able to gently but firmly rebel against that is really powerful because if you do the rebelling in a feisty shouty public way you lose your power or you lose your energy it co- it costs a lot if you can do it gently if you can just notice so the gentle rebellion would be noticing that listening to the body that's not for me this this exhaustion that's not for me i don't want to be exhausted i don't want to be overwhelmed i don't want to be constantly be feeling unwell i don't want to burn out this isn't for me i want to be outside right now i want to be feeling at ease i want to be feeling good i want my life back i'm done with this like being able to notice that and then the noticing is the gentle rebellion because once you've noticed and acknowledged you are starting to listen to yourself and as soon as we start to listen to ourselves things change and this can be done very gently with huge amount of love kindness and compassion and very importantly it can be done secretly and that's what i really like because when we start to do something new when something's fledgling you know this idea that maybe i could do things better maybe i could do things differently maybe i could live in a way that was more suited to me if we make a big public announcement or a big shouting no i'm not doing that i'm sick of overworking it it just that costs us when you can and and it it's not just that it costs us it's that when something's fledgling it's not really ready to be discussed because we don't really know what it is yet so allowing listening privately secretly gently gently but firmly is really powerful so the gentle rebel commits to herself first to living her life her way she listens to her body she connects to her heart and she controls her attention so controlling your attention is once you know what your body needs once you've listened to that once you've connected your heart or, or in any of all actually it doesn't really matter what order you do this it's a constant practice of not just allowing the mind to be in charge the mind isn't designed it hasn't evolved to carry all of that information all of that heavy responsibility on its own it's why we're so tired and overwhelmed when we outsource bits of the all the things there are to do to hold our lives together it just becomes easier <clears throat> and one of the big things to do is to control our attention because our attention is so valuable and everybody wants our attention particularly in this time in history so our attention is um accidentally and deliberately stolen from us manipulated all of the time um we have the technology to do that we have the knowledge to do that and we're not we haven't set our world up yet in a way where we're really valuing each other's attention where we're where where we feel like it's easy i don't find it easy to go you know the normal things that people are absorbing i find it really overwhelming so for example going into a city or going shopping or anywhere really 
<laughs> even driving with roads nowadays, roads have constant alarm signals. Like there's just a lot of fear signals everywhere. And we know, we know this very clearly about humans, that when you activate the fear response, it it disables a, it disables a lot of um oh it just makes it really really hard it's why we get overwhelmed and exhausted because we're we're hitting the parasympathetic nervous system all the time with all these fear signals all the time not just the news not just advertising but also there's just so many warning signs everywhere like i bought a cup of tea from a outside catering thing once and there was this warning sign this big scary warning sign saying caution drinks are hot <laughs> no you don't say hot drinks are hot you know it's it's unhelpful because those fear signals are there to keep us safe but we're not in mortal danger all the time we Cups of tea are not about mortal danger and we are unkind to ourselves. We are destroying our ability to be well and focus on what's important and be kind and look after ourselves. We we make self-care harder because we make it so hard to go about your day without wrecking your nervous system. So I'm just going to pull all this together into the gentle rebel's way of self-care so self-care the gentle rebel way or, or what i'd like to do is is to help you create your own self-care rebellion so let's just think about what happens you go through your day and the way the world is set up and at the moment unless you completely disconnect and there are ways to do that but it shouldn't be necessary in my opinion it shouldn't be necessary to completely disconnect from society in order to give your nervous system a break and to recalibrate your body, your heart, your mind. It shouldn't be necessary. We, I argue that we need to start setting things up in a way that is kind, that is nourishing for our minds, nourishing for our nervous systems. The, the amount of crazy stuff going on in the world because of the amount of overwhelm, the amount of fear, it's not how we function optimally as humans. Now, I don't want to get into some big, shouty political match about how psychology is being misused, about how there's the news cycle and government messaging and loads. I am not. I'm, that's not my lane. My lane is empowering you to gently rebel, to understand the effects and the, the impacts of having your nervous system constantly set off into high alert, whether deliberately by the news cycle, um, by advertising, etc., in order to sell to you and also for you personally. So I'm really sensitive. I'm a very sensitive person. I'm sensitive to, to pretty much, you know, like sound, like some shops. I just walk straight out again because the music just, oh, I can't cope with it. Or the lighting or the, the layout or the smell. Smells get me. Some shops, I'm straight out, can't stay in there. Um, so noticing for you what sets off, what does what for your nervous system really matters because when we learn how to nourish our minds, nourish our bodies, nourish our hearts, nourish our nervous systems, that's proper self-care. That's real self-care. The kind of self-care that I feel 
can trigger us into overwhelm and um, just another thing to do, more pressure, you know, the whole I should be better at self-care, I ought to put massages, massages are great, I need a break, I need. I know I need to sit down. It's, there's a lot of shoulds, oughts, must-dos about self-care, which can just feel too much. Even things like um, when you reach a certain income level, you really ought to hire a cleaner. You shouldn't be cleaning your own house. What if you like cleaning your own house? Like one of my clients, self-care for her, one of the things is just knowing <laughs> that folding laundry makes her happy so she can choose to do it. Whereas it's easy to think when you're busy, well, it doesn't matter, it's not that important, but if it nourishes you, then that's your self-care. So I think I really want to break, not I think, I know, I want to break the idea that self-care is something that you achieve. So for me, um, in kind of, I don't know, my level of where I am in the world, it, I can often feel a pressure like I should have um, I should have a cleaner. I ought to outsource this, ought to do this, ought to just, actually, I don't want to. <laughs> it wasn't until recently I thought about it. Actually, I don't want to. Actually, I really like, it's not, it's not the cleaning of the house. It's the kind of like, there's something nice about, oh, I don't know, it's, it's the, it's the loving of the house. It's the appreciating of the house. It's the creating the homeliness of the house. It's not It's not having a cleaner or not having a cleaner. It's how it makes you feel. Like a friend, a friend of mine is obsessed with cleaning and realised it was just taking over her life and now she has a cleaner. So for her, that's a really nourishing thing to do. For me at the moment, I just don't want one. But it can feel like a pressure. You ought to be having massages. You ought to be having facials. You ought to be outsourcing this. You ought not to be doing that yourself. No, scrap all that. What feels good for you? What nourishes you? Now, to work that out, there's a really important step. And it's a really, really simple step. And it's related to everything else that I teach. And that is noticing, neutral noticing. Neutrally noticing how you feel about self-care. So if you hear um, people saying, talking about self-care, or you're reading about it and you're thinking, well, I really ought to be doing all of these things, noticing that is, is a fundamental step. And then maybe stepping back from it. So if you notice that you feel pressured by the idea that you ought to have self-care sussed and there's certain things you ought to be doing like having regular massages or whatever it is um it's worth stepping back and just looking at that because but it's always worth <laughs> doing that it seems like a silly thing to say Heidi but bear with me so let's just think about it I I know that when I was having massages booked in regularly that I was justifying that on the grounds that I needed it in order to maintain my body so that I could work under extreme pressure. So there's part of that is um, it becomes a solving of a problem. So it's about maintenance as opposed to pleasure or just because I'm the kind of person who has massages. I mean, I would argue I am the kind of person who has massages. I love massages. Some people don't. I think most of us do because if, especially if we can let go and and really enjoy them and feel nourished by them as opposed to 
having a massage where you're pushing, you're getting the massage, push stress out of your body, solve problems in your body so that you can keep going. So it's not the massage, is it? So it's worth looking at, am I exhausting myself and pushing myself too hard? And then at the end of that, I reward myself with self-care. Because if that's the case, is that self-care? I would argue we can back it up and make it easier. And that is by neutral noticing. Noticing completely neutrally how self-care feels for us at the moment. And then making it this simple. When you neutrally notice throughout your day, and by this I mean, and you can get hold of my free audio if you haven't already, the one minute mark, just click the link below or go to my website. It's a tab at the top, one minute mark. When you neutrally notice throughout your day how you're feeling without trying to achieve anything, without having to do anything with that information, that is self-care. Because when we notice how we feel and we acknowledge it, whether or not we choose to act on that information, we feel seen and heard. We feel cared for. Think about it for a moment. When you listen to a friend who you can't solve the problem for, but you just listen, she feels great. It's not, when self-care becomes about problem solving, it's, it's really hard. It's messy. It's tricky. It's just ugh, heavy, ugh, overwhelming pressure. When it becomes about caring for yourself by listening and listening without judgment, neutrally noticing. That is the beginning of your self-care rebellion. That is how we shift things for ourselves. That is the beginning of self-care the gentle rebel way. Gently rebelling against the use of self-care to maintain ourselves so that we can just keep abusing ourselves by pushing ourselves too hard. And then noticing what delights us, what nourishes us and what doesn't. Moving away from what doesn't, allowing in more of what does. Because it doesn't have to be that hard. You don't need to push yourself to exhaustion to justify time for yourself or a massage or whatever it is. Or worse, getting sick. You don't need to do that. That's not, I would argue that's not self-care certainly not gentle rebel self-care. You can gently but firmly rebel against that by noticing, noticing how you feel. Now, I know this can be difficult when we are exhausted and busy because there's a contradiction between the two. We're exhausted. We think there's something wrong with us. We shouldn't be exhausted. What's wrong with us? There's nothing we can do. How does it help to notice that, Heidi? How does it, how does it help? Well, it doesn't help to just notice it, but it does help to notice it neutrally. Oh, I'm really exhausted. I need to know that. Thank you, body, for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know that I'm pushing you too hard. I'm sorry that there's nothing I can do today. But I'm listening. Listening, the power of listening. When were you last heard? When were you last listened to? Listen to yourself. I'm going to say this, let me be your terrible warning. 
it took me years of my body shouting at me and it wasn't until it screamed at me, i.e. I burnt out and wrecked my health, that I really did something. And throughout that time, I was prioritising self-care, as in I was having regular massages, doing all of the things. No. What I know now is what I needed to do was really listen, neutrally without judgment, without trying to change anything, without trying to achieve anything. Just noticing, completely neutrally, how you feel at any moment in your day is powerful. Give it a go. How? Either get hold of the one minute mark or just notice. Just tune in, just allow your attention. It's a great attention practice anyway. Allow your attention to just move from everything going on in your mind, from all the external distractions, just for a moment, allow your attention to move into your body. Feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften if it wants to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just notice completely neutrally how you feel in this moment. And know that however you feel is just however you feel. And that's okay. You don't need to be other than you are. You're already perfect. Thank you for being here. I'd love, love, love to know if this episode resonated with you. Um, if you decide to use the one minute mark, if you decide to find your own way of just neutral noticing or anything at all, I'd just love to know. And if you'd like to have support while you create your own self-care rebellion. I've created a lovely, 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 very small, tiny, huge coaching package package called the self-care rebellion or, or what have I got? Rebellious self-care. I love that. Rebellious self-care. Just come and work with me for a month and yeah, let's move self-care from being another thing to do, another thing to fail at and let's get you set up with your own very bespoke rebellious self-care. If you're interested, just um, either email me at heidi at heidimark.co.uk or go to my website and just follow the links and you can get hold of me. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If this resonates with you, please use the like, subscribe and share buttons to help other people find their way here too. And please do go to www.heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark with an E to join my mailing list and receive my free one minute life changing audio practice.